0: Have you ever masturbated to my image? Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck
1: him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck the Fuck yeah. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate
0: to be alive. They even protect us from the number one killer industry, protect us from the number one killer industry.
2: episode 182 of the art and jacob do america podcast i'm your host today in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right in front of me is the brown recluse, mr art trail art say hello to the
1: millions and millions what's up people um usually i say Sound something. like you were gonna say something racist right there i was gonna say what's up motherfuckers but then it just didn't come out right you know like that crystal method song oh yeah what i forgot what he says he doesn't say what's up motherfuckers says, what is that one song like what's up on a little black rocking beats why don't you just, you, just, you just something like that something like that maybe okay. Future episode next definitely week. will happen um guys we want to give a shout out to caveman coffee go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory of coffee and uh, hibiscus tea, and especially their cold brews. cold brews are like coming in clutch whenever you start hitting that two o'clock wall. I don't think I texted Jacob about it today, but today I was like really hitting that two o'clock wall today where I was like, dude, I'm gonna fall asleep. Like, just have to, just gotta fall asleep. I'm gonna fall asleep while working. You are getting older. Yeah, I'm hitting that, hitting that wall right now, so I need that extra two o'clock punch. Um, the Hawaiian Punch Punch. and But, guys, whenever you're at the Caveman Coffee website, type in America at checkout to receive 15% off. Uh, that helps us. It helps them know that you're listening to the podcast. And we really appreciate that.
2: Yes. Yeah, so with that said, everybody, please make sure you check out our other sponsor, guys. The- kings of flavor since 1968 guys that is 50 plus years of flavor town that is almost that time when you get that magical uh, envelope in the mail that's saying like hey you need to sign up for ARP life insurance but guys they've been doing hot sauce for 50 plus years and anybody that's been doing anything for 50 plus years you know they're doing something right so guys make sure you go wherever they buy food you don't have to go on the internet and buy this stuff Unless you live like in Cambodia or something like that. Maybe you want to have something shipped out to you. But this stuff is available wherever they sell food. And I always recommend, you know, first check out the hot sauce aisle. You know, like where Tabasco and all that other inferior hot sauce is at. Check that out first. If it's not there, I guarantee just look for an ethnic food aisle. And boom, bada bang, bada bam. It will be right there for you.
1: It will be in the Walmart yeah walmart
2: yeah for whatever reason walmart they don't put it with all the other hot sauces and shit they put it
1: like they you know, here is that you love this. dude it bothers me I, I don't know when the last time you went to walmart is but they sell like corn dogs at their checkout stand like what yeah uh, it's weird man
2: like where you get like the bubble mint gum and
1: yeah shit. yeah right there right before you're getting there they have like displays for like cooked corn dogs. I was like, dude, Walmart, you're going crazy. This is like my last time here, man. <laughs> That's
2: why I shop at Target. And speaking of Target, you can check that out also on their ethnic food. I also just look for tortillas or something like super Hispanic-like art or myself. So, um, guys, I've been telling everybody, you know, just send me your um, your pictures, you know, what you've been putting El Yucateco on, and I will send you out some El Yucateco swag. I got shirts. I got beanies. I got lokes i got sunglasses y'all i got stickers i got pins i got koozies i got all sorts of El Yucateco swag so just make sure you tag them tag us on the instagrams or on the twitter i check probably twitter maybe like once every other day but i'm on instagram like every 30 minutes so that's probably the best place to tag us in there i'll repost it and then i'll send you out some of that swag so with all that mouthful said art you want to jump into today's topic
1: Yeah, actually, let's introduce, we got a guest, we got another guest, we're on a roll
0: with the guest.
1: Uh, Guys, uh, actually, I'll let you introduce yourself, sorry, that was not the game plan, I was going to introduce yourself, but I'll I'll (laughs) let you introduce yourself. You
0: said you were going to throw a ball at me or something.
1: Oh, there, I just threw it. Uh,
0: Thanks for having me, guys, I'm Emily Panic, that's me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) You are the host of a paranormal podcast.
0: Yes, I host a paranormal podcast called Ghosts to Show You uh, with my pal Lillian, where we pretty much get intoxicated and try to find and harass <laughs> spirits.
1: <laughs> Ooh, have you ever actually like came across something?
0: Um, you know, not really. Uh, the sort of point of the podcast is that we always go out and, you know, we'll go to like restaurants or hotels Um, uh, we recently, we have an episode coming out on Saturday where we did sort of a weird New Jersey thing. We went to like a graveyard at night and we went to this haunted road and, um, we have yet to really experience anything. I did have one experience in which I heard like what I described as a pig demon, uh, in the middle of the night, um, which terrified me. And, uh, but that's it. I didn't get it recorded and my my partner, Lillian, who was with me, slept through it, so I don't even know if it really happened, but I'm pretty sure it did happen. But no, to answer your question, not really, no.
2: Okay. Um, (laughs) That sounds terrifying. End of podcast. (laughs) There you go. So, with that said, everybody, make sure you check us out on all social media. No, I'm sorry. Um, No, that sounds kind of like me and this guy right here, because, I mean, I grew up in a house. You know, many of our listeners have, you know, heard that story. I don't mind telling it again. uh, Where it had to be exercised twice, and We recently did an episode yesterday as well about the comedy store. Like I always heard like all these legends Uh and and lores about the comedy store being haunted. So I spent a whole week doing research on it. And a lot of people like before they started working there, either as a doorman or, you know, as a comedian or, you know, just the chef that makes the really bad chicken wings there. You know, they all had some story about like this, you know, mobster ghost named Gus or this lady in white you know that had a botched abortion up in the belly room or whatnot um but mm-hmm. it was just like everybody just continuously said like hey i didn't someone believe someone
0: who it. died at an open mic probably yeah. some open <laughs> mic comics bombed so bad
2: <laughs> like i got still... gonna keep coming back till i get a laugh that would
1: be the worst way to die of like like getting an actual like panic attack on your way up to do like your open mic thing or whatever
2: Dude, I, was, I forgot whose podcast I was listening to, but somebody was, like, having, like, a heart attack, like, on stage. Oh, damn. And they said that they were like, oh, we were just all laughing at him because I th- we just thought that was a part of the stick. Like, he always did, like, right. avant-garde stuff, and he was just like, oh, okay, this is just, he's faking a heart attack. But, like, no, like, he legit was, like, having a heart attack on stage, and, like, they had to call the ambulance and everything on there, and they were just... It
1: what, didn't, like... Kevin Smith, this is not what happened to Kevin Smith
2: as a matter of fact, yeah, it was Kevin Smith, yeah,
1: oh yeah, like Kevin Smith had like he had two sets right he like mm-hmm. he did his like one stand up and then he was gonna take like a break and then come back, and then he just felt so shitty like he' was like, I can't do it, like mm-hmm. something's not right, and like he was actually gonna go out and do it and, like die on stage, but like somebody's like, no, let's call an ambulance for you, like you look like <laughs> shit right now, <laughs> good for him though he like lost like seven hundred pounds or something like yeah. ridiculous, like shout that. out to Kevin Smith, man. Um, but anyways, I've never seen anything like that's always been like the big argument between me and Jacob. That's like I want to see something. Like I'll go out to like crazy like haunted locations in town, and like our buddy Ben, we like drove around one night. There's like a road maybe like forty five minutes out of town called like Browning Road, mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be like this ghost lady that haunts the road. So like I'll go out there with him, and like we're like trying to document it, and like we're going into like abandoned ghosts. Uh, ghost tracks. They're actual, they're actual, real train tracks, but they're abandoned. <laughs> but we just we hung out there. It was like one in the morning. We're like trying to record EBPs or whatever. Like, can't get anything. We like drive home like halfway intoxicated. Like, like nothing. Nothing Thanks. ever cool happens to me. Could have
0: become a ghost. You know, yeah, I know. Wrong turn the yeah. funny
1: thing about that is like, so my buddy Ben, who was driving, um, I don't think he was drinking. He's more responsible, but, um. <laughs> We he he's like, Let's take this weird road back and on the way back there were a bunch of those, like it's it's really common here in California, but like when someone dies on the side of the road, they'll put like flowers and like a here's a bunny or something like Sure. Yeah. So like there were a bunch of those. Like I'd never seen that many on like that like backwoods road. It was that part was actually the creepiest part of the whole drive. Mm-hmm. That was like almost every other little corner had like someone had died there and I was like, Oh, we could be next. Yeah. Should probably stop drinking and drive <laughs>
2: But definitely I, but i think that's the thing though like when you go looking for stuff like that i think you put expectations on it to, like oh you're gonna find it and like there's that saying like if you go looking for the devil you'll find him but i always think like that's just like
0: I... i've never heard that say oh really <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you heard it today <laughs> um, <laughs> and watch you're not gonna stop hearing it now that's how I always yeah works. now
0: i'm gonna see the devil god yeah. damn it <laughs>
2: He's handsome. I hear. There's actually a story here in Bakersfield. Yeah, there's a
1: really okay. We'll tell that story. You tell it, actually. All right. So it's funny the whole thing about the double. So there's a nightclub here in Bakersfield that's like, um, it's a very like Hispanic nightclub. It's a Hispanic nightclub. Like they only play music in Spanish and like. there's a lot of dancing going on there, a lot of mm. that hoopla. Shaking bonbons and whatnot. So this story took place in like 1994, I want to say. So it was like before, way before we were even like 18. We're, you know, we were definitely not old enough to drink at this point. But um, the story goes that one night, this like sharply dressed man showed up and he started dancing with the woman there and all of a sudden like, um, they noticed that his legs were like hoof legs or something like that. And like, then he like, disappeared like in front of everyone like he just banished in in like he did a michael jackson spin and just
2: like disappeared right yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like, so he
1: like disappears and like so like a bunch of people witnessed it i guess that everyone like ran out in like pure panic like oh my god that that dude just disappeared in front of everyone the guy with the hoof legs and um <laughs> and that's been like the the tall tale of baker show like everybody that knows like Urban legends from Bakersfield like knows that story, mm-hmm. and it's a story that pops up a lot. And like that's the Aldos, Aldo's? yeah, Aldos, yeah. yeah, on
2: Union, the the same street that they filmed uh, the uh Psycho that that scene where she's oh, driving the
1: Bates Motel, yeah, drive or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, that, interesting. Yeah, a little fat, fun fact. But I always <laughs> say that when you go looking for stuff like that, like usually you're not gonna find it. Like I remember, you know, when... yeah,
0: because they they know that you want it too bad. That's mm-hmm. why I've never seen anything. Yeah, and, and, the ghosts are playing hard to get. They're like, you're kind of thirsty, and it's turning <laughs> me off.
1: But you do believe, right? Like you are a believer.
0: I am a believer. Yeah, uh, part of our podcast is that we also interview people who have had um, true life experiences, and we've interviewed professional paranormal uh, investigators too. So I totally believe. You know, I do believe in ghosts. I just haven't seen anything myself. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause I remember when we were kids and mind you, we grew up like super religious, like, and to a point where my mom's cousin, she actually married a priest, not like a Catholic priest, but like a it's Episcopalian. The ones priest. that are allowed to
0: get married. Yeah.
2: The <laughs> ones that are allowed to get married, the ones that don't mess with little boys. Uh, but she right. actually married a priest. And so we were like the priest family, you know, for many years until they ended up getting divorced. Um, but I remember like all of our Sundays were spent um, at church and, I remember this is like one of my earliest like paranormal paran fucking words are hard. Paranormal encounters where me, my cousin Keith, and my little cousin Debbie at this time, I think she was like three or something like that. So we were like about five years old. And I remember we were playing like in the church office and we were like riding on the chalkboard, playing hangman or whatever. And all of a sudden, like the weather like all of a sudden changed. Like it was probably like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And the weather just changed from being sunny and bright, like a fucking snow white cartoon, to all of a sudden just being super overcast and just like just pouring rain like a monsoon. But that's camp. how
1: it was like when we went to, when we went to go see Nine Snails in San Francisco. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? It went from like so yeah yeah as we were opening up and it was like all sunny and bright and then nine Channels came out and it was like a dark cloudy. Cloudy and cold and like Damn,
0: that's an incredible stage rig. (laughs) Yeah, they've got (laughs) to (laughs) have.
2: And so all of a sudden it just started raining, and we didn't think anything of it. We're just like, "Oh, it's raining." We're just going to run to the car when it's time to go home. And then all of a sudden, like probably like within like ten or twelve minutes, all of a sudden we just hear like this knocking at the door, and we're like, "Okay, we're kids. We're not allowed to open the door." So we just like let it be. And then all of a sudden, like the knocking just gets even more intense. It's like, (laughs) and so we're like, "Hey." like, they were in a meeting or something, like, hey, something keeps knocking at the door here. Like, you guys probably want to handle it, because we're little kids. We don't get one. Because you're get... adults,
0: so. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you want to take care of trying to get napped. Correct. And so, you know, Terry the priest, he comes, he opens up the door, and it's like this little old, like, frail lady. She goes, I need to speak to the Father. I have some things I need to discuss with him. And so he was just, like, kind of annoyed. He's like, well, I'm in a meeting right now. Is there any way, like, i don't know what he said like wait outside or something like that he wasn't a nice priest could uh, you
0: go back into the rain please man <laughs> yeah
2: take a number and we'll get back to you <laughs> um so but he she, she's like no I, it's it's an emergency like i would have nowhere else to go and he's like all right just 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 hang out right here and you know we'll be with you in a second i'm in a meeting i just got to close out a few things and then you know i'll get with you and so he sits her down like in these chairs like right across from us and she's like super sweet lady she goes oh would you guys like a werther's chocolate or or a caramel and we're like nah we ain't taking no candy from this lady you, you're nice but you ain't that nice and so you know they finish up with their meeting and whatnot and she cut and uh, terry the priest he comes in and he goes all right ma'am go ahead and come in now his office the way i'll explain it is it's like half glass like half like drywall so you can see mostly like everything that's going in in the office including the door because the door is like just pure glass so it's like one of those weird architectural churches or whatever so he closes the door we're looking in there we're like oh shit well what's gonna go on and so she's sitting there like all frail and you know just like explaining herself we can't hear anything that's going on but then all of a sudden like she like flips her head back and she starts like contorting and doing all this like exorcist shit like you know reagan and all of a sudden we just hear like all this like rah, rah, you will. Never, but, uh, and then you see Terry like jump up out of his chair and he's like, in the name of Christ, I uh, demand you, Satan, get out of this old lady. And so like she's just like fighting him and you just hear like this guttural just just screams and just like rah, like that. And then all of a sudden he like does something like where he does like those like televangelist things where he just like smacks her head. and then all of a sudden she just like returns to being like this sweet old lady. Yeah. And I shit you not guys, it's like soon as like he does that, like within like seconds, all of the rain, all of the clouds dissipate and it, can, it g- continues on being like this bright and sunny day. And I remember like he walks her out and like has like a 15 minute conversation with her like outside, and I just remember me and my cousin, we just all looked at each other and like fuck. I need to spend the night <laughs> at your house tonight cuz I'm fucking what terrified. Fuck? Like I do not want to go home by myself right now. And I remember for like a whole week, like I just had like this raw unhinged feeling like within my soul i was just like holy shit
0: yeah that's fucking terrifying yeah
1: (laughs) what do you believe about exorcism because that's like a whole different like thing altogether than ghost i guess that's like more like demons and shit
0: yeah i mean i don't have any strong i don't really have any strong feelings about it i guess um i did recently talk to I spoke to these paranormal investigators, um, Greg and Dana Newkirk, and we were talking about demons and how basically like, sometimes things that get haunted, it's because people put their intention and energy into it, and they sort of manifest things. And so, Mm -hmm. for instance, I mean, we weren't talking about it in terms of like, religious, you know, exorcisms or anything like that. It was more that that they were saying that, sometimes, uh, you know, like, especially paranormal investigators on TV shows will come into a house and they'll be like, there's a demon here, you know, whatever. And then because they sort of put that intention there or put that out there, it almost like manifests as a demon or Mm -hmm. something. Um, So that's, that's sort of a different thing, maybe. Um, But I can't say that I have any like concrete beliefs on like an exorcism or a demon, except that I do think that sometimes these things can be mental in a way. And so maybe if you believe in God and you believe that you're possessed and maybe you are possessed, but if you believe in God, then mentally you can, you know, if somebody exercises you that you will be exercised. Mm-hmm. Like, I think to some degree it, it is like, we do have the power with our, like the mental capability to, um, I don't know, combat like a demon or an entity. It's
2: like, uh, the power maybe. of suggestion and, you know, and then like that expectation, um, <laughs> theory i guess you could say or it's just like you're you're searching for that result
0: almost like the placebo effect sort of but it's not like it's not that i think it's fake it's not that i think necessarily Mm -hmm. that a demonic possession is fake i just think that if you believe something that you can manifest it maybe um like for instance when whenever we go do and like paranormal investigations we you know cl- like close our eyes and we form a protective circle around ourselves that's just like you know in our mind like this is what we do to protect ourselves and then when we're done we ground ourselves and we imagine like whatever we imagine like closing whatever portal we've opened or door mm-hmm. that we've opened and it's just about like mental intention so that doesn't totally answer your question because i don't i don't really know about like demons and exorcisms and religion but i feel like there could be some sort of connection to that
2: and one thing too like because I, I i like that answer in a way because i mean yeah i was grow, i grew up like super hardcore christian family or whatever i mean that's not necessarily what i subscribe to today but i always look like at every religion or you know spirituality or tribe or whatever like they all have some form of like good energies and bad energies out there whether those be angels and demons or fucking you know vampires and fucking you know good witches and shit. So I mean like there's there's just something to that effect, you know, like there's got to be something out there. And I like I ha- I have many friends who grew up, you know, like super like atheist, but like they like their parents who raised them like that like super atheist. Like they still like have like these paranormal stories, you know, like where they played with a Ouija board and then all of a sudden you know the the picture that's you know across the hall from them, like where it's like a rowboat, you know, in a stream. The stream starts, you know, you, you know, going, and then like the boat starts going down the stream. Like they don't believe, like, you know, in the you know
1: the Catholic well, form like, of angels and demons, but like they're still experiencing shit. Yeah, like, that. like we have a friend. His name's Greg, and like he's is he atheist? I don't know shout what out he out is. Shout out to Greg. Yeah. yeah, shout out big big Greg. <laughs> um,
0: d money. Yeah,
1: I think he's atheist, right? He's, yeah, atheist? he's atheist. Okay, yeah. so like. I remember one time we used to do like these long drives. We would go like LA to for a concert. And then at the end I would be like, I would always be like, all right guys have some scary stories ready to go. Cause I want to listen to some scary stories that we drive in the middle of the night. So like Greg told us a story. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So like Greg told us a story where like, he basically like saw like a ghost in the door or something like that. Like he used to live in this like woodsland town up north or like up in the mountains. And like, he's like, yeah, we were starting out this house, and, like, all of a sudden the door looked like there was a person in the door, and I'm like, like, I'm not saying, like, he's bullshitting or he's lying or something like that, but, like, you know, the dude's atheist or whatever. And and I'm sure you've heard, like, some ghost stories, and you're like, your bullshit detector is like, that dude did not see a fucking demon jump through the window or something like that. Yeah. Which is, like, another thing that, like, turns me off. I think, like youtube has been like that big like source of like bullshit where i'm like man like i i want to believe like i'm mm-hmm. definitely that like molder of you know like molder from the x-files <laughs> like like i want to believe but like there's so much like bullshit out there that i'm just like geez like, like it's hard yeah, i mean
0: i definitely think that it's all i think it's real but of course there are people out there who lie and i especially think like a lot of those ghost hunting shows i'm like there's no way that you're showing results that you're you know having an encounter every single time you film Mm -hmm. a show and i like i said i know i keep referencing them because i'm not an expert but i one time spoke to experts (laughs) um (laughs) to paranormal experts and they told us like because they've gone on ghost shows and they're like a lot of times yeah they'll like you know they have they have like a producer pretend to be a local resident who experienced something and then Mm -hmm. they show up on multiple shows or whatever like so yeah, there's a ton of bullshit out there, but that I've spoken to enough people who have had experiences who don't necessarily believe in God or or ghosts even to this day, despite mm-hmm. having experienced things because they. Are, but they're just like you know I can't deny what did happen to me. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and um, and it's funny because like I was saying with like our the episode we did last week about the comedy stores, like every single person that was giving their story or, you know, I'd find their story, you know, on Reddit or YouTube or whatnot, they would be like, yeah, I was just working the door at the comedy store, you know, you know, late at night. And I don't believe in, you know, God or any of this bullshit, you know, like his, I Hollywood's full of like ghost stories and shit, like the Roosevelt hotel. Yeah. yeah. What's that one? That, uh, Lisa Cecil, Lam- Cecil Cecil Hotel? Cecil hotel. Like.
0: Oh yeah. I tried to go there, but you can't, it's not a hotel anymore. Oh really? Yeah.
1: It's like well, it was like fully like invested in like Skid Row for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is now. I have no idea. It's been like,
0: yeah, I think it's like apartments or something. I think it's been redone. But I, I wanted to go there, and and uh, you can't go there anymore.
2: Maybe get a tour, like get a real estate agent. And be like, I'm thinking about you know, <laughs> yeah, renting <laughs> a room out or stuff like that. Can you
0: just leave me alone here overnight?
2: Um... <laughs> By the way, can I have a
1: glass I of really water? Need to... I know. <laughs> yeah. How how fucking like. Creepy is it that right away I was like, I kind of want to drink the water, like, but I know. Uh. (laughs) Dude, so real quick, side note. (laughs) We got an
2: Airbnb before the pandemic and it was in downtown LA, like kind of close to the Cecil Hotel because we were having like the same, you know, mindset, like, oh, let's go visit there and shit. And the first thing I did was, like, I tested the water out to see, like, <laughs> to see like if it was, like, yellow or if it smelled funny Right, hold shit.
0: it up to the light, and you're like, okay. I was like, anybody got <laughs> a bread? When was up? the last time you w- checked the water tank?
2: <laughs> and for those who Just don't know what sure. we're talking about, like, the Cecil Hotel is, like, infamous for, like, this little tiny Asian girl. Like, all of a sudden, like... Is dumped into like the water tank on top of the roof. Like, well,
1: they don't know if she got in there, but the whole story is like super suspicious. Like, mm-hmm. she was a Canadian student on break here, came to L.A. to like actually came went to San Diego, drove up to L.A. by herself, and there's footage of her. The footage is the part that makes it really famous because it looks like someone's following her. She looks super paranoid. But you don't She's making it looks strange. Like the-
0: like the um, elevator doors aren't closing for a really long time. And then as soon as she leaves, they close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's super weird.
0: She's acting very weird.
1: Her hand movements. Yeah. Her hand movements are really weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know about ghosts or anything like that.
0: Elisa lamb. That's her name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the hand movements are like the creepiest part because they're not altered. That's actual footage from like the actual hotel. And like, they are moving like really weird. Like there's no way I, I can do that gesture right now. But yeah, as soon as she walks out, the doors close, and that's the last time anyone sees her. And then the next thing they find her inside of the the water tank on the roof, shut behind her, which is super weird. Like, how would that happen? Yeah, it's like, how did she jump in,
2: drown, and shut shut it behind her? Or something? And then like the lid, like that's like a it was like what like a five hundred pound lid, like to yeah, the, it, it was ridiculous, well.
1: ridiculous like large silo thing. Is that? The word I'm looking for? It sounds good. (laughs) Good enough. Water silo? Yeah. Good enough. Yeah, but I mean-
2: like i said though like when people talk about like oh you know i didn't believe in ghosts i tend to believe their ghost stories more than if totally. somebody was like obsessed with like death metal and stuff and be like there was a ladies that you know and it's always like over the top like where it's just like i was walking in our front yard and all of a sudden i saw a witch hang
1: herself and it's like what oh are you dude doing? i have a story like <laughs> dude this guy told me like so here in big show like cowtown usa he told me he saw a ghost that was wearing a crown and I was like, what? what? Like the Burger King? No, I hope so. But he told me he saw like a ghost wearing like a bunch of jewelry and a crown. And I'm like, dude, that's just like a homeless pimp. Like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that was you saw. That was not a ghost. Is, no. Yeah,
2: see, and then with my my story, um, not the exorcism story, but when we moved into our house, like it's – It's a, it's a very long story, but like with that, like we weren't searching for anything spooky. My mom was single mother. She was just trying to find a house like within the same school district that I was in. She was, she was scarred herself. Like when she was little that, you know, like her dad would like move, my grandpa would move her like from school to school. And so she was just like, Oh, I don't want to have, I don't want Jacob to have those same scars. And so like everything about like this story is like, was was with, within good intentions. Like my mom was just like trying to find whatever she could like,
0: like stability for you. Correct. Yeah. Consistency.
2: Cause, yeah. Cause we lived like in this house before and you know, the, the, the landlords, they were getting a divorce and shit. And like, she's like, well, I don't want to go back to living in an apartment. Like I don't want Jacob to know that life. So she found this house it, it was like a complete shithole. It looked like, it was a trap house, basically. Like, you know, there was no windows. They were all boarded up. The grass was like about eight feet tall. Um, uh, the carpet was just like pitch black. You know, it was it had a color at one point. Um, right. but like, it was just like this almost condemned house. Like it was like that far away from being condemned. But, it was the only house left that would have kept me in the same school district and within the same friends that I would have had. So uh, my mom buys this house for, like, super dirt cheap, rightfully so. And, like, all the neighbors are, like, astonished. Like, why would you buy this house? Like, this is a piece of shit. Like, we were hoping, like, you know, the city would come through and bulldoze this place. She goes, you know what? You know, my grand or my dad, my mom, my grandpa. You know, he's an Air Force mechanic. Like he taught us, like how to like you know do home improvements and shit. Like I'm I'm confident I can get this place up and running again. And so it took us about a month before we can actually move into this house because, like I said, the grass was like eight feet tall and whatnot. So like every night, like after my mom would get off work, her and like maybe a couple of friends, like they would do just one project a night. Like we would mow the lawn, and when we'd mow the lawn, like we'd find like like weird shit in there, like like needles and stuff and pipes. Which ended up being like, you know, heroin paraphernalia and, you know, yeah. crack paraphernalia and shit. And we'd find, I'd, I would find spoons, like, <laughs> you know, crooked spoons and shit. Yikes. That I would be playing with like when I was like six or seven years old <laughs> and whatnot. And so then it was just like this month long process, like trying to get the house to be at least livable. And so the story that takes place, like the first night that we get there is it's like, okay, everybody helps us move in. It's about four o'clock in the evening at this point and you know, everybody's gone home. My mom's like, Hey, it's going to be a crazy day tomorrow too. Why don't you just take a bath? I'm going to, you know, talk to the neighbors next door and just, you know, introduce ourselves, just take a bath. So that way, you know, everything's ready to go in the morning. Like I can just wake you up and drive, drop you off at school. So I take a bath and as I'm getting out of the bathtub, all of a sudden I hear this noise, just or noise. I hear this voice say, Jacob, now it wasn't scary. It wasn't, you know, anything over the top. It was just a voice. I couldn't even discern if it was fucking male or female. It was gender fluid. It, it was just said it just said my name, Jacob.
1: Very progressive thinking yep. ghost. Yeah. So, so, I love the it. The liberal
2: media ghost. <laughs> um but um I was like, what the fuck? Like who's who's still in the house? So I make sure my towel's on. And I look and I'm like, oh shit, I'm the only person in the house. Now the door is shut. My mom is basically across the street, which is like a hundred yards away. She's like chopping it up with her neighbor. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I just get the chills and I just run into my room and get dressed. And so as soon as my mom comes, I say to her, I'm like, mom, I just heard like a voice say my name. She was like, no, you didn't. You're just tired. Like, just go to bed. Like, you know, we'll we'll, we'll figure everything out tomorrow. Like I got a lot of stuff to worry about. So I you know go on to my room and continue the rest of my night. My mom goes to her room, continues the rest of her night. So as I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep, the door is shut and all of a sudden I see it opening up. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh, okay, my mom you know is here to come in and tell me something. Like my mom would do that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, and I shit you not, this is 100% factoid. I'm fucking reliving it in my mind right now a fucking black silhouette just walks through the door and like walks across the room, like the undertaker, like his entrance and whatnot. (laughs) And I can, it doesn't have any features or anything. It's just this silhouette. And, but I can tell it's like looking at me and kind of like the movie Mars attacks, like in a way is kind of communicating with me. And I could still hear it to this day. Like just saying like, don't move, stay still. I just need to make sure you're okay. Like, and not okay. Like I'm, I'm here to, I'm a calm ghost to help you or whatever, but just kind of like, just checking out, making sure that you're not a threat, just stay still. Oh. And I'm just like, just frozen. Just like, Oh shit. Like don't move. Like it was taking everything in me from keeping from shaking. Cause like at this point I'm, I'm fucking shaking and I was just trying to concentrate, like not on shaking. And it walks across my entire room, sits on top of this toy chest. I had at the foot of my bed sits down Indian style and continues to just watch me for the rest of the night until, oh the, until the sun comes up the next day. And it just slowly like just dissipated like into the light, like as the sun was coming up. And a lot of people tell me like, oh, no, that was just sleep paralysis. A lot of people who experience sleep paralysis, see like those black silhouettes. And I'm like, no, because I was not you know, paralyzed Paralyzed, like, right. I was shaking, like I was grabbing my blanket, like I was making sure I don't know what the hell a blanket was gonna do. It was like a Teddy Roxpin blanket or some shit. But like I just felt like, oh shit, I need to make sure like my feet are completely covered, you know, in case it like lunges at my feet and tries to bite it or something. But that whole night, like that I just had this like black silhouette just looking at me. And I remember wow. as soon as it disappears, running into my mom's room and say, "Mommy, holy shit! This black entity was like looking at me this whole time." She goes, "Holy shit, Jacob! I thought you were in my room this whole time." And I'm like, "No, <gasps> I was like, no, there. I was fucking plastered to my bed." And she goes, "Oh my god!" So my mom's part of the story, and she she'll tell you the same exact story that I'm telling you is is that okay? She goes on her way, and the entire night she just feels something like because she had a water bed at this time like just slapping the water and like making like the waves move in her bed. And then every once in a while she would see like thumbtacks or nails fly towards her, her headboard. And she just remembers the same thing too. Like, Holy shit. Like something's in here with me. And at first she said, okay, I yelled out for your name, but nothing would come out of my mouth. And cause she thought it was me in the room, like fucking around, like throwing nails at my mom's um, headboard. And she's like, I was like, no, mom, I was in my room the whole time. She goes, I know, because when I woke up this morning, there was nothing, like, she expected to wake up to, like, all these, like, nails and thumbtacks, like, on her bed, and she goes, I didn't see anything. And she's like, holy shit, like, something or someone was in this room the entire night last night.
0: Fuck. (laughs) God, that's so scary to have it for so long. It wasn't like it walked in and then dissipated, like, a thing sitting in your bed for an entire night is so scary. Mm-hmm.
2: And I actually went to bed that night early as shit too, because I just remember it was four, <laughs> it was like the four o'clock hour or whatever. And like I did my That's routine what you get
0: for going to bed so early. <laughs> yeah. So it was even eight nights.
2: <laughs> it was even longer than like an eight hour experience, but the story doesn't stop there. So <laughs> as I said earlier, my mom had a lot of shit she had to do. She had to do change of address forms and, all sorts of shit like to, you know, transfer the address and whatnot. And so I'm sitting there, I'm tying my shoes, like getting ready to go to school. And all of a sudden, like within the wall, now in the living room, there's a, a wall that separates the living room from the back bedroom. So it wasn't a bedroom that we were in. The other two bedrooms we were in were like off to the side. And all of a sudden we just hear like this knocking within the wall. And so me and my mom look at each other and like somebody at the door. And so we both look and there's like nobody at the door. And then we hear it again. And my mom's like, fuck, like what the hell? Like what's going on? So we actually open up the door. Nothing's there. And so then my mom's like, is that in the wall? And as soon as she says, wall, she hears it again, that whole, and we're like, holy fuck. We need to get the fuck out of here because the wall that's, like, in between, like, the living room and the back bedroom is literally, like, only, like, maybe, like, this thin. So, like, unless there was, like, you know, Slender Man that was, like, chilling out, like, in that wall, like, there's no way that, like, somebody, like, with a human hand could be, like, knocking within the wall. So we leave. We go to my mom's cousin's house. She's, like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on, but Jacob, experienced something crazy. And, like, I was experiencing all sorts of crazy shit, like, something needs to be done. Like, can you tell Terry, the priest from the earlier story, can you tell him to come over and do a blessing over the house? And so Karen's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he he's willing to go do that. And so she, she gets him. I go to school or whatever. And when I come home, all of a sudden, like there's like all these people at our house, like all the neighbors are in the front yard. Like my, my dad's dropping me off at, at the house and there's, like, all these priests, like, maybe, like, four or five of them. And they're, like, swinging these weird things with, like, the, the this smoky thing coming out of it and whatnot. And, like, spraying holy water all over the house. And they're, like, in the name of Jesus Christ, we proclaim this house. Like, and just doing this. And all of a sudden you just hear, like, those sounds that I was talking about earlier. With well, the other story just, like, like, within the house. And, like, all the neighbors are, like, coming out, like, what the fuck? Like, we thought we got rid of these crazy people. And my mom looked at one of the neighbors. She goes, "What do you mean, like these crazy people?" And she's like, "Oh, they didn't tell you." And so, quick backstory on the house: this house is actually located across the street from a cemetery here in town, uh, Green Lawn Cemetery. And so they were like, they told us, they're like, oh, this house used to be occupied by, you know, a group of heroin addicts. And I was like, yeah, we kept finding paraphernalia all over the place and shit. Jacob's got like a whole collection in the back room and shit. <laughs> Jacob's a heroin addict now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's his track mark.
1: Jacob's
0: been shooting it since we got here. So. Yeah.
2: It's okay. You know, he's, <laughs> but, but, um. He's he, young. He can, he can kick the habit. Yeah. He's, he's got that spunk in him. And so, um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make it funny because fucking shitty like reliving this but um they said that you know they were heroin addicts but they were also you know satan worshipers and they know yeah they know this because you know the electricity would always get cut off but they would always walk around the house with candles uh, they would always have people over for seances. They would do it out in the front yard. They actually caught the front yard on fire a couple of times. And then they would walk across the street to the cemetery to do rituals. And they they were like arrested a few times for doing that and desecrating property and shit. But they were finally able to get these people out. And my mom was like, oh, fuck. All this just to keep Jacob in his damn fucking school district. <laughs> <laughs> I told my mom later on in life, I was like, I wasn't close to that many kids yeah, at that like, time. But. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like, it's cool.
0: Close like that. Yeah. Bigger's
1: not even that big. It's like, dude, just drive across the street. (laughs) You're there. Yeah. So they do
2: this whole elaborate fucking ceremony. And my mom's like, Oh, thank you for the blessing. And she goes, no, there was no blessing that took place here. One of the priests told her, we actually performed an exorcism on your house. And she goes, there was some strong entities here that do did not want you guys here. Like I said, we were the preacher's family. Like they didn't want some Christians all up in that shit. And said, so, Don't worry. Everything will be just fine tonight. You should be problem free. Just go to bed. Don't even think about it. And so we're like, I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, Can I go to your house tonight? Because I yeah. definitely don't want to be at my mom's tonight. And he's like, like,
0: So what's up with this custody situation? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Who do I got to talk to?
2: <laughs> yeah. My dad's like, No, my other wife won't appreciate it. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress on that. So that night was actually a very nice and peaceful night. Nothing crazy went on. I've actually got some sleep because I didn't get any sleep the night before. But as luck would have it, that end of the week, so this, let's just say this was a Tuesday or whatever. Friday comes around. My mom. Her job, like she got paid all in cash. She was a daycare operator, so she had to make her deposit. She wasn't a stripper. <laughs> no, I'm
1: just no, I wasn't
0: saying it's a stripper. But, daycare but operator. But it's like
1: super, like shady, like <laughs> like it's uh, the early '90s. They Come call on, it bro. the daycare. It's Like, why are there so the many like, heroin? Why is in the back so ma- yeah? Like it's full of heroin in here. Are you sure? You, what kind of daycare is this? <laughs> heroin
2: daycare. But anyways, my mom had to make her deposits at the bank every week, so. With that said, the bank was only literally like two minutes away. It was literally just down the street from our house. Like we could have walked there if we needed to. So my mom, we we go, we go to the bank. She makes her deposit, and we come back home. Now, like mind you, two minutes. Now, with that said, we had a dog at this time, Duke. He was like part Rottweiler, part Black Lab. I don't know. He was a mutt, but he was a humongous dog, and we needed him because, you know, our house was situated – In this fucked up neighborhood, right? So he was our guard dog. We didn't own any leashes for for him. We didn't own anything like that. Anything to tie him up because he was just so unruly. Like he he was the king of that backyard. Like nobody messed with him. Not even my dad, who's like six five, you know, 250 pound dude. Like he didn't even want to mess with him. He was the sandlot dog. And he was like, No, fuck that dog. I ain't messing with him. So he was he was a man killer at basically. But when we get home from the bank within two minutes, we just hear this whimpering, like, arr, arr, arr. and in the back of our mind, we're thinking, like, oh, shit, like, what did Duke get a hold of? Like, did he get a hold of a stray dog? Like, what what happened? And we just keep hearing it, like, arr, arr, arr. and so we open up the back door, and we look, and it's Duke, our fucking sandlot of a dog, tied up to this tree that we, this humongous, like, oak tree that's in the backyard, with like six or seven like chains and leashes mind you we did not own that type of equipment What? and like he's like petrified just just like scared to fucking death and like we're taking him down and like he just like pisses himself and like you know runs out under the house or whatever like just just in pure fright and we're like how that? Who the hell did this? Like nobody was big enough to be able to go back there and physically do this to the dog. And you would need more time than just two minutes to be able to do this. So we're like thinking, like, holy shit! Like, is it or is shit about to pop off again? So we go in the house, and on the roof, there was like this uh, part of the kitchen, like where we had just painted it white. On the ceiling. On the ceiling, yeah we just see these footprints, not like hooves or anything, but like man footprints. Like somebody was like walking up, like Lionel Richie, walking on our ceiling <laughs> or whatnot. And we're like, where the hell did this fucking come from? Is somebody like in our house, like doing cartwheels or something like that? Is like Mortal Kombat or some shit. And like, we're looking and then all of a sudden, like like on like the closet, or not the closet door, but on the door to my bedroom, there's like claw marks, like some like bald eagle came like and attacked like the, the wall or something. And my mom's like, Fuck this. We're calling the priest again. So we call the priest again. They come down like it's a fucking 911 emergency, like fire engine and shit. <laughs> They've
0: been waiting. Like no one else is calling them to do exorcism.
2: <laughs> and they're like, holy shit. Like we need to like go through and do this shit again. And my mom's like, you better do it right this time because I fucking yeah. around like with this shit. My fucking dog. Is-
1: <laughs> Was she paying them to do this? No, no. It's on
2: the house. Yeah. Like when you're in a church, as long as you pay your tithes, yeah. like everything else is free. Okay. It's like a gym membership.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> just like when the Included collection... in the benefits.
2: Yeah, you, when the collection plate comes around, like you just put that in there and you're fucking set.
1: Like if you don't pay, they take a little longer to show up. <laughs> well, actually... We'll, we, we'll, we'll be there, but like next Tuesday, though.
2: <laughs> How fat is that time? <laughs> uh, but anyways, he does the same song and dance again. There's like four or five priests and they fucking have their robes on and shit. They got those swingy things. They got the the fucking dry ice that makes the smoke come out and shit, and they're speaking Latin and all this shit, and I'm like, what the Setting the ambiance? Pulling out all the stops. Yeah, fucking Father Marin comes, like, down and shit. Um, and then again, everything seems to be okay. But, (laughs) as luck would have it, just, just, it would just slowly just, like, little things would just happen. Instead of it being, like, so intense, like, little things would pop off. So, like I said, with the carpet, you know, it was pitch black, like it just looked like a black carpet. My mom, she goes and like gets a shampoo or she shampoos the shit out of that carpet. You guys
1: kept the same carpet.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was gonna say she replaced it or? <laughs> She's a
2: single mom art. Okay, keep that in mind, right? All right. It was the 90s, it like was carpet the ni- was in. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> trying to say Didn't have up. a nice
0: hardwood underneath <laughs> that maybe.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, but she shampoos it. The carpet ends up actually being beige. And what we notice in the living room is, is like all these like candle imprints and what it ends up being like, once she gets everything like shampooed out and shit is like in the middle of the fucking living room, this like 12 foot by 12 foot fucking pentagram in um, candle wax,
0: shut up
2: all in the living room. So my mom at this point says like, fuck that we're taking this carpet out and shit. So, she gets the carpet. I keep
0: thinking you're going to be like, we're moving.
2: <laughs> no, my mom still lives there to this day. <laughs>
0: Shut up. Sorry.
1: And it's still a daycare.
2: <laughs> and it's a daycare. <laughs> it's called Satan's daycare. <laughs> no. She
0: was like, I am not being moved out of my fucking house. Like I will no. change the carpet. I will change the fucking, I'll paint the ceiling. Yeah. You motherfuckers have to go. Yeah.
2: And so after she did that, she got the carpet removed. She actually put in hardwood floors, by the way. Good call. Good, right good for her. Yeah. Yeah tasteful yeah and not so much because it was like a dark mahogany i don't know why she went with that fucking... oh yeah then you got to contrast your whole
1: furniture set i know right you don't <laughs> want to go dark furniture on dark wood floor i just overkill <laughs> but
2: anyways so true. as soon as she gets like the last or she didn't do it but as soon as she gets the last like slat of fucking hardwood like put in there All of a sudden, on my mom's legs, like she starts to get like all these like imprints in her legs. And my mom, she has varicose veins, which pops up on her Mm -hmm. legs. All of a sudden, they just start pulsating and just popping like for no damn reason.
1: I don't remember this part of the story. (laughs) Oh, maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You just conveniently forgot it. Did I make a Spider Man joke last time? (laughs) You did. Okay. Suppressed it. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like me. I made a Spider Man
2: joke. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. So my mom at this point was just like, you know what? Fuck this like i'm not no longer am i just gonna call and have an exorcism done like it's an it's embarrassing enough that the neighbors have to see this whole song and dance but fuck this i'm keeping jacob in this school um this school district by the way it was a shitty school district too. yeah Yeah, it was
1: it was the the hood school district yeah it was was, we went to the same school it was like the hood yeah i like
2: almost joined a gang and shit um (laughs) but I kept my same friends. But so what my mom was like, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep, you know, TBN, which is like the Trinity Broadcasting Network, it's like t- t- televangelist 24/7. I'm going to buy a TV, I'm going to put it in the, you know, living room, and you know, uh, on top of the other TV that we have and it's just going to play that channel 24 hours mm, a day. That
0: sounds worse than the demons, <laughs> frankly. <laughs>
2: Trust you, I got stories of that too. <laughs> but she kept that on and then she had like this old school boom box like in the, the washroom in the back. So like the front part of the house would have like a TV always playing like Christian television. And in the back room, like she would always have to keep all the bases like oh covered, God. having like Christian radio playing like 24 hours a day. And it's not until like last year that she stopped doing that. <sighs> so for years, decades... I never had friends over just because of that fact.
1: Wow. That's...
0: that's like North Korea. Like in North Korea, they have radios and they're required to have them on all the time. And it's just spewing propaganda, you know, for Kim Jong-un or whoever's in power. Um, yeah. It's like North Korea. So <laughs> just <laughs> pretty much. that out there.
1: <laughs> North panorama. That's what it is. Dude. That, that's pretty nuts. Like, so I've heard that story quite a few times now. And like, it's it's a pretty nut story like uh, to experience something like that and like jacob's been like one of my you know i never thought about that though she's right like you guys just should have moved out of that like the that neighborhood like but
0: i understand if you know you you sink a bunch of money into a house you're a single mom you can't really afford necessarily to move out of that situation i get it Mm
1: -hmm. that's true the only thing that really came out of it is like i think we both got into like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, which we probably wouldn't have got into <laughs> if we were, like, in the opposite side of town. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, Demons. Thank you,
0: Satan-worshipping heroin demons. <laughs> Those Lay are good albums. like back. For the Chronic.
1: <laughs> chronic and Doggy Style were, like, life-changing. So oh, yeah. we wouldn't have got into that. We would have probably been into, like, Hanson Brothers if we weren't on the other side of town.
2: I mean, I did end up, like, <laughs> later on in life being, like, a Backstreet Boys fan. But oh, I mean, yeah. Shame
1: on you. Your mom <laughs> went through that. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Your mom went through all
2: that just for you to be a Backstreet Boys yeah. fan.
1: Um, but yeah, but I mean like Jacob's been like one of my closest buddies for like, you know, a big part of my life. So I like, I believe him when he tells that story. So like, I I mean, what, what do I say to that? Like I've, I've struggled on this podcast for like, as long as we've been doing it now, like three years now or whatever to like answer that question. And like, I think I'm starting to come around, not so much that I for sure believe in ghosts. But like we've we kicked around the idea of like interdimensional beings and like that's a whole another like conversation that I've like like been like very Maybe. fascinated by like I don't know if you've heard anything like that in like your per- paranormal research and with like talking to like ghost investigators and anything like that
0: Well so it really is just these two people who I will constant re- constantly reference but I mean I know that they I feel like they've experienced uh, like no, actually, in my experience, those people, if, if they're into like ghost paranormal, then it's they're pretty much into all of it. And they, you know, they investigate all of it. Aliens, interdimensional beings, whatever that is. I pretty much I mean, I guess I do believe in aliens, but my focus is pretty much, I guess, on ghost and paranormal. But mm-hmm. I mean, the more that I sort of I don't know. Involve myself in that world which i'm barely involved in it uh the more i'm like open to you know learning about so i don't know
1: yeah that was that was something like we just stumbled across like we can when we started this podcast it was just like let's we'll just do a bunch of like talk about like our 50 favorite like hip-hop albums or something <laughs> like. we didn't know what to talk <laughs> about so like come
0: a long way yeah
1: to like stumble across like You know what's really interesting is, like, ghosts. (laughs) So, like, that story pops up a lot, the one that Jacob just talked about, um, just because it's a really interesting story. Yeah. And if you listen to, like, early episodes of this podcast, I'm just like, you're a fucking liar. Like, there's no (laughs) way that happened. And, like, to now where I'm like, yeah, but like, how do you explain all that? Like, I'm pretty sure you just you...
0: keep making him relive his trauma. Until yeah, you, until he, you believe
1: he cries himself to sleep every time he tells that story. So, good on him. <laughs> That's why I got to listen to <laughs> Backstreet Boys, dude. I have to put that positive <laughs> vibration out
0: there, man. I can't be listening. I mean, listen, they've got some jams. Okay. Max Martin was writing a lot of that shit. Yes. Good. Those mm-hmm. are good pop songs. We
1: make a lot of Max Martin references on this podcast. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did a
2: free Britney episode, like where we discussed like that whole free Britney Spears movement that's going on, and like yeah, I'm we spent like we went through like a whole thirty minute diatribe about how badass fucking Max Martin. Is. Well, I just I, just I think mean, he's like a genius. Like that's he my- is.
0: Those songs are fucking catchy as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. They're so good. My,
2: so, yeah, my toes are tapping right now, just thinking of like quid <laughs> So like,
1: so, just not to get too far off topic of of Ghost, but like the first like Britney Spears and the did he do the Christina Aguilera album as well? I think he did
2: a couple songs on there actually. Okay,
1: so like I was gonna say like those two plus all that Backstreet Boy stuff he did was like genius. Like dude, this guy was killing it. Like in such a small amount of time, he did like a bunch of like. Basically, like the late '90s, early 2000s was like all him, like dominating. And what's
2: not to get too far off the topic or whatever, but that whole area of Europe where like he comes from, I believe he's from Sweden. But like, yeah, Yeah, I think he's Swedish. You got like ABBA that came out of there, like they're like.
0: Oh, I love ABBA.
2: Amen. I love him too. Like I listen to that (laughs) shit, and I'm like, it's like listening to the Chronic. Like, oh, this is some these are some thick beats, you know? And it's just like. You have ABBA. Then in the nineties we had Ace of Bass. Dude, Ace of Bass is my shit. Like, right? you know that.
0: I mean, I'm sitting here. Robin with Robin's from Sweden. She's got some fucking tons of jams.
2: Correct. So that there's something about that whole area. Like even like the guy that like did like all of those um Euro pop songs, like I believe he was the guy that did, like, the whole Milli Vanilli thing, but he did, like, he produced, like, the whole, like, C&C Music Factory or whatever. Oh, yeah, so everybody
1: dance. Everybody dance now. Yeah,
2: his name escapes me or whatever, but, like, he, it's one producer that, like, produced, like, all these, like, Euro pop songs. And it all kind of, like, has, like, that same formula, but, like, he was just turning out hits. Like, he was, like, the fucking, like, producer of the fucking decade. And, like something about that area of like the fucking netherlands mm-hmm. region is just like them and pop is just like D- they got that
1: shit down like germans and chocolate dance music from like europe in the early 90s was like a different level like mm-hmm. something about oh that. yeah
0: i don't least, know well actually i don't know about the early 90s i mean maybe yes you're probably right i was just thinking like i have all these like european disco records and stuff from the 70s and they're just fucking fire
1: yeah dude they just know how to write like club bangers like that's their bread and butter. It's like
2: they went. They graduated from clogs and shit. Like, and what else did they? But do? But the
0: clogs are still there. The clogs are still.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to make sick drum beats out of that. Right, right,
1: right, 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 right. What are clogs? I don't know what that clogs is. Clogs are like wooden shoes.
2: And oh
0: shit. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: You right. you've That's been on. Right. The I know. I, I know what it. I know what it is, but I didn't know that they were called clogs. Yeah. There's a there's a Swedish town like pretty close to Bakersfield that I would want to visit. You're right. Yeah, I want to go visit it. Like I have a three day weekend coming up, so I might go check that out. <laughs> you might go to Sweden. Yeah, I might go to Sweden for the weekend, <laughs> for a three day weekend. Baller. I know, right? Dang, we got really far off. Ghost.
2: <laughs> I know what I don't even know what my original point was. You bring up Backstreet Boys, Ace of Base,
0: <laughs>
1: dude, Ace <laughs> of Base. The original point. I feel like we don't talk about Ace of Base enough. That's one thing I we got to change it on the podcast right now
2: (laughs) maybe we should do an ace of bass episode i saw the
0: sign oh my god classic okay so all that she wants is another baby Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) all that she wants is like a personal favorite of mine like the so like as a kid i didn't really understand what that song was about but like now it's like dude that song is like layered with metaphors like a freaking onion like is it about is it about abortion (laughs) like what's going on here like is it about like um like sexually promiscuous woman or like what is it like it's a, so, so many things that it could be about and it's like it's open for interpretation it's it's beautiful
2: and then uh, mm. the the later ace of bass albums like i was at the gym and you know you can only listen to so much like metal before you're just like all right okay yeah hell satan whatever like you know or like <laughs> gangster rap where you're just like all right let's say what you know like there's only so much of that where it's just yeah. like i need
0: to sometimes t- you need some nice pop
2: yeah you know just to tie everything in with the whole ghost story stuff you can't live in like that negative, e- negative energy all, all the time so sometimes you need to shake your ass like on the fucking treadmill or fucking lifting weights you know to some Acer Bass so like on my Apple Music like I started like you know going through like Asa Bases like later catalog and they actually kind of like went away from the whole pop thing and they got like all like acoustic and shit yeah. but they were still putting out fucking yeah. like they would put John Mayer to shame like it's a shame that those things weren't fucking hits oh, over fuck here. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Dang, man.
0: Well, to bring it back to ghosts because what you just said was that you can't live in the negative energy. Um on our podcast on Ghost to show you, I mean, we get drunk and we just constantly crack jokes and it's because we're scared and, be- and like we have been told that it's good to be funny and to crack jokes when you're in those situations like that is actually protects you to some degree mm-hmm. um, because that that's what you have to do. You can't just like sit there and be fearful. You just have to kind of like make it funny or fun or just see the absurdity in it all. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you seen that show, the uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved shows on YouTube where like they go someplace and, they're usually, like, Uh-oh. they're kind of funny, but then at the same time, like, they'll do, like, some super, like, disrespectful thing where, like, I don't know where like you, 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 like, they'll be, like, demon, like, ghosts, like, they'll call them out and they'll be, like, you guys are a bunch of, like, stupid go." I don't know. That's a really bad, <laughs> like, thing. But that's essentially the gist. But I don't know where you guys are, like, definitely more, like, into the ghost thing. But, like, I don't know how you guys feel, like, going into, like a haunted prison and just being like totally like disrespectful to ghosts or whatever, like a demon or something.
0: I'm not about it. I don't want to, I'm not trying to stir shit up. I think you. it's totally fine to go in and like, whatever, make jokes to sort of like lighten the situation for yourself. But I would never go into a place like that and I don't know, try to provoke a spirit or be disrespectful. That sounds like a dumb idea to me.
2: Yeah, I I agree. Cause I mean, uh, and I'll reference uh, this episode of Chris Jericho's podcast where he had, like, a non-religious exorcist on there. And she was talking about that same concept of, like, energies. And she was talking about, like, you know, going to, like, these haunted places and, like, my mom's house and shit. And she says what you need to do, though, is start putting, you know, better energy into that place. So, you know, hey, put on that Richard Pryor CD or, you know, put on,
1: <laughs> you know. That's my dude and you know it. Yeah, exactly. Richard Pryor. <laughs>
2: Put on Ace of Base, you know, just start pumping that, you know, kind of like what my mom did with like the old televangelist Christian radio thing, just like flood that area with good energies. Because like you were saying earlier in the podcast where, you know, uh, you know, a, a ghost hunter show, like they'll go to a alleged haunted place and it kind of, you know, makes that place even more infamous where people... Go there. Yeah, they'll seeking, make it worse. Yeah, going seeking that that negative energy, so they already go in with those predetermined emotions, and you are pumping even more negative emotions in totally. it. Totally. And like Art was saying, with like interdim interdim, I sound like Alex Jones. Interdimensional beings, you know, globalist <laughs> being. Um, Ooh, I've got to go. Uh- <laughs> no, um, <laughs> we're not Alex Jones fans here. We think he's hilarious, but we're not fans of him. Um, we, we're laughing at him, not with him. Correct. Um, okay. But like with those interdimensional beings, like when I go down that rabbit hole, like that, they're kind of like a black hole where they consume, that's how they live is like they consume Mm. this negative energy. So when you're, you're, you're cracking those jokes, when you're, you know, giving off those positive energies, it kind of starves them from their, what gives them sustenance. And like, Mm. it's absolutely true because for speaking to Art's point, you know, for years on this podcast, I've always said I've never there's only been two movies my entire life that have like genuinely frightened me. One was Pet Cemetery as like a little tiny kid mm-hmm. and then Paranormal Activity only because of it reminded me of the house I grew up in and shit. Right. But everything else just seems so comical to me. Like when people say, like,
0: oh, I watched The
2: Exorcist and I couldn't sleep for days, and I'm like, Really? The first time I watched The Exorcist, I laughed. I still laugh. We did an episode about uh, cursed movies earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. And I remember like rewatching like the ending spoiler alert. This movie has been out for 40 years where <laughs> the priest, you know, asks the devil to, in, you know, inhibit him to save the little girl. And like, he jumps out the window and kills himself. I fucking died laughing. Maybe I'm fucked up in the head, but I just thought that was like one of the most comedic things I had ever seen on TV. Like, like things like that don't scare me. And maybe that's a good thing because I'm not giving those, whatever it is, a demon or those negative energies consume my life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, like there's like people that are like full on, like emotional vampires, right? Like there's like people like you see that dude at work and you're like, fuck, I hate talking to this guy. Everything is like, he's like going through a divorce, like for the last 20 years, like (laughs) just get it over (laughs) with. Like there are those people. And I feel like there's also like, places that will also take you to like those like negative places like for me it's baja fresh and so like um (laughs) okay uh so like and that's a whole like different story of like why i don't eat at baja fresh but um like i just don't do it like ghosts
0: involved in that story or no
1: no it's a it's a it's just like a sad story from like my childhood or something
0: just i I just
1: it's just like a weird thing when it's it's like dude i've never been to baja fresh and it's like i was like 17 so like so like those are the types of things i think that like if people like would avoid like there's definitely like negative vibes to things like where like you just don't even want to like you know get into like a date on a daily basis because it like emotionally drains you it puts you like in a bad place and i think you yeah, know yeah like places will do that like there's there's something about going into a location that's like dark and cold and like creepy and like it hasn't been touched in a while like just like I feel like bad energy just vi- like builds up in there and like that's like your natural spidey sense telling you like what the fuck yeah. are you doing in here
0: mm-hmm. he- I mean I don't know if you believe in I mean you said that you don't believe in ghosts but you believe in bad energy like you've experienced oh
1: that. yeah definitely definitely believe in bad energy on ghosts I don't want to say I don't like I want to believe like I, I tell this zoo all the time like I want to see something at the same time I don't want to see something that like <laughs> makes me like be like, yeah, like there's definitely like a go, like we had someone on recently and he was telling us that he had seen like a full body apparition. And I was like, Holy shit. Like that would be like life changing for me if I saw like a full like body apparition. Um, and like, I feel like that's where I am with like UFOs and aliens. Like I've seen so many crazy shit in the sky that I'm just like convinced like that Hmm. there's something up there, like for sure. And I kind of want to be like that with, when, with ghosts, I just never seen anything. Besides, like, light flicker and stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen anything, but I've spoken to enough people. And I also, and the same with aliens, I'm like, there's no way that humans are the only beings that, like, why would we be the only ones that were created and were living? Like, I mean, this planet is so old and I don't know, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, there's a million planets, a million solar systems, and we're the only life. Of course, that can't be true. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
2: It's arrogant to think that. Like, that's what I always but, think. Like, when people think that, like, nope, we're just a special little speck. And this is, like, I'm sure you've seen, like, those, like, videos, like, on either YouTube or, like, Bill Nye the Science Guy will share it, where it's just, like, they, they just keep expanding the universe. And you're like, well, holy shit, something's got to be over here if we're over here.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, that's, like, the... Okay, hey, but what about in that corner?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the whole, like, have you heard of the Drake equation? So, it's, like, basically, like, this... Is that a bad not, album? Not, not the rapper Drake, but, um... <laughs> But, like, the basically, the this, yeah, check out this mixtape called the Drake Equation. Okay. Uh, we basically, it's like this mathematical equation that basically says, like, it's almost, like, mathematically impossible to believe that we're the only living life form, like, with intelligent thoughts. It just, it just, you know, it is arrogant to believe that we're the only thing out there. And then, like, you know, our definition of what life is is, like, so limited to what we've seen on Earth. And so I think that, like, You know, like you have to open your and that's sound all fucking hippie and like I'm gonna go like take some acid after this and like listen to the Joe Rogan experience, but like like you have to (laughs) be like you have to be like open to the idea that like there are possibly other dimensions. Like we know very little about black holes. We know very little about like you know, like we we brought up sleep paralysis and like the way that the brain works and like the the fact that there's like already like DMT in the brain already that lets you go into like that crazy, like Dreamlight state that maybe right, taps into there's, something
0: there's the multiverse theory which uh at one time i was familiar with <laughs> <laughs> but basically just that there are like many different like multiverses that are sort of parallel to our own where we exist but we're you know either slightly different or very different and they're all sort of like I, i'm not explaining it very eloquently but um but yeah it's basically just that there are like you know a million different universes with us in them with a different version of us that's like mm-hmm. somewhat different or, you know, like, so my husband at one time popularized this theory. He didn't invent the theory, but it was called, it's called like the Berenstain effect. And like people believe that somewhere in like the two thousands. Um, I mean, I don't know if I can give him credit. Yeah, the Mandela it, effect. I know. Uh, yeah, I think it is the Mandela effect. Yes. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the Berenstain. But, yeah, yeah, Berenstain versus Berenstain bears that there was some shift, mm-hmm. you know, that happened and, like, we're now living in, like, an alternate yeah, reality there's... to the one that we were in. I don't know. Do you... but, yeah, there's a lot we don't know. It's
1: funny, like, it's funny you say that just because, like, literally yesterday, to yesterday I didn't do jack shit. I was, like, just hanging out. But I decided to Google, like, the Fruit of Balloon logo. Like, that's one of those, like, things that pops up in, like, the whole, like, berenstain bears and like oh really yeah like the fruit of balloon logo like most people describe it as like with fruit right like laid out with like a cornucopia Mm -hmm. behind it at least that's how i always remembered it and like i guess that's never been the case like it's always has been fruit on the table and nothing behind it and like Hmm. i swear like to my dying breath that i remember as a kid being like fruit with like like a banana and like grapes or something and like a pear and then like that cornucopia behind it. That's the way I clearly remember it. And like the fact that it's never been like that. I'm like, where, and I'm not the only one like that remembers it being a different way. And the fact that other people remember it. And I clearly remember that one. Like that one, I will like fight till I die that that's how it used to be. Cause mm-hmm.
2: that's how I remember it. And there's many examples of it. I was just Googling it right now of uh, the Mandela effect or the Berenstein Bears effect. Uh, but yeah, like like Curious George, like some the people, tail. some people, yeah, like think that like okay, hmm. he had a tail. And when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I do remember him like hanging from a tree, like you know, taking the man with the yellow hat hat off. And I guess he never had a tail.
1: Remember that dude that would walk around like with the giant checks to hand him out? Yeah, um, Ed McMahon. Yeah, and it wasn't Ed McMahon, <laughs> and everybody remembers it being Ed McMahon, but it just turned out it was some like random old man that everybody was like. <laughs>
0: With giant checks.
1: Yeah, and it's like, what the hell? Like, that type of stuff, like, trips me out. Because I remember being Eggman. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing with, like, the, the Ford logo. Like, the Ford logo has, like, the little, like, the, the little pigtail on it. Like, and I guess it wasn't like that. Or, like, it's just like, uh-huh. what the hell? Like, it, it trips me out that multiple people are, like, misremembering these things. And, like, it kind of, and it all happens, like, I, I guess, like, around, like, I don't know what year this theory became what year did you say this theory became popular? I think
0: it was somewhere in the early 2000s or something. Yeah, okay. but I could be wrong about that. I haven't like there was a time when I looked all of this up and I, you know, had it better <laughs> in my memory. Yeah.
2: No, it is weird because, I mean, I, I've i heard, we did we did an episode way back in the day about it, and I'm like you, I forgot everything about it, but I believe, too, like, some people were, like, comparing, like, the, the Mayan calendar, how they said something bad was going to happen 2012. in 2012. And it's just like, mm. yeah, I don't remember hearing about any kind of Mandela effect until, like, you know, 2012. Post-2012?
1: Yeah, and it's like... When the
2: Matrix mm, reset? Yeah,
1: somebody took the, mm. the blue pill instead of the red one or something. It's so crazy, like, it blows my mind that, like, That that's like out there, like that's a real thought, like of like, dude. I remember I used to have a dog, and I his name was Choo Choo Bernstein, after the book, like the the Bernstein Bears. Like, what the hell is that?
0: Oh, well, yeah. Well, my thing about the Bernstein Bears is that I mean, I always remember calling them the Bernstein Bears, and Bernstein it could you know theoretically be a Jewish name, Steen, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what is Dane like, that's not part of a, that's not, like, a recognizable last name, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. suffix. I it's Steen, so what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird.
2: And I think, too, like, like one explanation that I saw is just, like, ex, expect, expectation theory, like you were saying. Like, it was just, like, oh, that's what it should be. And then for some reason, like, you know, we put it in our mind, like, oh, okay, like, this is how you're supposed to say it, like, Steen but it's actually Baron Stain. It's just what we've all been collectively pronouncing it wrong. Like you, you when you watch like TV and you, um, you, you hear like a Spanish name, you know, being said, I'm half Mexican. This guy's full Mexican. When you, when you it in your head, you're like, Oh, they're pronouncing it wrong. But for years they'll go around thinking that like, Oh, that's how you say like a Spanish word. I, it escapes me like an example, but I always think that all the time where it's just like, Oh, um, um, uh, like loss like lo- like the word los like los angeles yeah it, like everybody says like los angeles if you say right. los angeles you just sound like one of those like <laughs> super extra that's,
0: that's the sex in I the like city how thing
2: i like just said that los angeles
1: like it, people saying sex in the city or i don't even know what the real name of the show is, is it's sex in the city or sex and the city but anyways, that. that's one of those And th- the city. And the city. Yeah. So like people have just like always like misremembered like
2: sex in the city. Yeah. But it's it's well. It kinda those things of that, sounds the
0: same. That's yeah.
1: People different. always slur that as well. Like and it could be a lot of people like me that I've never even seen the show. Uh huh. But like sex I know in the city, just yeah. the N with a little <laughs> yeah. on either side.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what it should be. Like
0: it's Sex in the City.
1: In Live in Color. Remember? <laughs> no. Greatest oh.
2: show ever, by the yeah. way.
0: Pretty good show.
1: Started Jim Carrey's career. Yeah, it's
2: true. We also got started at the Haunted Comedy Store.
1: Oh wow!
0: Right, full circle. Keenan Ivory Wayans masterminded that show. Uh, J Lo also started off J Lo. Yeah.
1: yeah, she was dancing on that show. Jamie
2: Foxx.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, who else? Tupac. He was actually a dancer on that show.
1: Oh yeah, he was. Well, I thought he was doing like um not two live crew digital uh, underground. digital
2: on underground. yeah and then he actually became friends with uh jamie fox and then like that's how he got like his like acting career going like with like um above the room and things like that
0: hmm. crazy morning. no
2: sorry my dog's trying to break something
0: in. up what are you looking at oh my what?
2: dog's trying to break into the room <laughs>
1: Your dog
0: is like on one. Like there's a producer there that's just like, can you guys get? Let's end it. Got to get guys, it. Got to end it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have chilled out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I got. For. <laughs> all
2: right. So when the dog starts to break in the room, you know there's time to cut. But anyways,
1: <laughs> do you guys have anything else? That's it. Would you like to plug your podcast? If you if you guys are listening to the and you guys are into ghosts, please check out this podcast.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's called Ghosts to Show You. You can remember it by being like, it just ghosts to show you
1: <laughs> it always makes me jealous when i hear podcast names and i'm like
0: damn that's such a clever
1: name like what why, why didn't we like
0: Well, we thought it was clever too and then it's like kind. every time we record the like voiceover we're like hello and welcome to ghosts to show you like because if you're just like ghosts to show you then people are like what oh that's anyway. gonna become
1: a mandela effect goes to show you huh? mm, yeah didn't- wasn't that <laughs> show called ghosts to show Go-
0: it goes to show you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
1: ghosts
0: yeah you can check out my dumbass podcast
2: (laughs) no it's pretty good and then also too like you do other things as well do you want to plug anything else
0: Uh, i mean you could follow me on something and i'll post it you could follow a pretty big mouth on instagram (laughs) or twitter and watch two minutes to late night and uh you know i don't know i was legitimately
1: i was like legitimately surprised that you don't listen to metal or not into metal
0: (laughs) I know, I know. It's just, I'm, I'm glad it's only just coming up now because I was like, fuck, they're gonna ask me about metal. Everybody's <laughs> gonna think that I'm a poser, um, which I am. But I play. You do doing... Melissa, who is the most metal. So yeah, it's you called, do. It's called acting. It's called range.
2: <laughs> you do a really good job at that because I was like, wow, you hit the nail on the head, like, <laughs> on that character. Yeah.
0: Well, I certainly like know that. Girl, you know, like I used to live in Boston and I'm like, I know who those hardcore girls are, those girls that are kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I personally just happen to have a talent for being really good at being mean. So, you know, it just worked out.
2: <laughs> God bless you for it, man. Keep it,
1: keep doing yeah. it. That's all I got to say. Keep doing it.
0: I saw, thank you.
1: I saw the, uh, the when you went to, I think it was like Comic Con or something like that. Yeah. That was like the funniest thing. I was like, this is. I, I show you. I show that to my girlfriend. She was like, "This is like fucking hilarious." Let's rewatch it from the beginning. But, <laughs> Thank yeah. you.
0: That's very nice. I I love doing woman on the streets type stuff. That's kind of where I shine.
2: I said that that off the cuff improv stuff that like I admire because I don't know if I'd be able to do that because I would I would I would fold. <laughs> I,
1: I would. I would. I would probably laugh on my own joke if I knew it was a good joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's one thing that I'm good at. One last <laughs> question. The one thing.
1: One last question. Is that a wolf behind you?
0: Um, is that a portrait no, of a wolf? No, it's owls. Oh. It's, can you see? It's three owls.
2: Oh, okay. I see it. One looks kind of like Batman, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that one kind of does look like Batman from a distance. You know, it might be. It
1: might be Batman. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> uh, this whole time, I was like, is that a wolf? It looked like one of those, like, you know those shirts that they sell at, like, rest stops? Oh, yeah. With, like, like, like the, the wolf, wolf howling at yeah. the moon and That's shit. what I thought it was. Oh here I'll show you. It's it's uh, Oh it's a lot creepier than
0: that. Yeah, it's a giant owl tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> Just normal stuff over here.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Well that's that's all the time we got. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Guys.
0: Yeah, it was so fun.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe we can do it again. Stay
0: safe and don't go back into your mother's house ever again.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: I'll tell her. <laughs> She'll be thrilled. Tell her to get out of
0: there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's yeah, time, really. to, Mom, time
2: to move All right. out. Melissa said. Heart <laughs> <laughs> <Emily. Port laughs> Melissa <laughs> said. Emily. <laughs> Emily. Sorry. We don't know who said it. <laughs> yeah, there we <you> go. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Yeah, have, have a good, a good night. night. night.
1: Peace. 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 All
2: right, cool. All right, guys, so no no awkward ending this week because uh, we're just going to hang out. The forever. internet held up. The internet did hold up. <laughs> That's the one complaint I got about last week's episode with Greg Edwards. By the way, shout out to Greg for coming on last week, saving our asses.
1: Dude, such a nice guy, by the way. Yeah, we, gotta, we have to do
2: another episode with him for sure. Um, but anyways, guys, with all of that said, Sorry you had to hear my ghost story for the military. Oh timer. no,
1: you know what? I'm uh it's just part of the show now. We just gotta print a shirt out with the entire story on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, that's gonna use a lot of ink, yeah. but that shirt's it'll be, be very small font. It's gonna be more expensive than those championship t shirts that they're selling like on lids and shit, like for the Lakers and the Dodgers. Oh. I was like let me, get, let me get, like, something. Some kind of, like,
1: because I'm pretty sure it's going to be another 32 years before, like, you know, the Dude, Dodgers winning. Dude, I, win I should have told you. I was in L.A. right when the Lakers won the championship and they had uh-huh. a bunch of, like, Laker championship stuff. Should have hooked you up and got you some stuff. Should have, man, because that shit's expensive as shit. They want, like, $50 for some
2: of these t-shirts. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, because those shirts get old, like literally by the time the next season starts they're
1: cool though like they're cool if you wear them like 10 years down the line uh, and you have that one like caricature drawing of like all the players or whatever that's They would the do I want. that. yeah that's the best one dude yeah but this and don't wear it now wear it 10 in, years yeah 2030 where you're like oh wow i remember that year Whew, bust busted dust <laughs> off but
2: anyways that t-shirt with my ghost story on it will be 50 dollars because i'm sure your shirt's sure gonna cost about 40 dollars for them to print it up but speaking of t-shirts guys make sure you go to our t public where you can buy all of our merch you know we we have koozies we have fucking phone covers we have t-shirts we have hoodies we got hats we we got it all baby we got masks oh, we got covid masks i should wear that
1: long sleeve shirt i have the um the um I was gonna say the hookah man, but it's not a hookah man. It's a zigzag man. Zigzag man. Oh yeah, sure. And um,
2: yeah, you can check that out. You can check out our and lightning uh, design. Be careful with that one. Yeah, get it on a um a small t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, follow us on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A One. Uh, go to our Patreon. You know, make sure you support us there. Uh, check us out because we are also. Po- Proud members of the Podbelly Network. Go to podbelly.com where you'll find other great podcasts such as our sisters from the We're Not Sure Yet
1: podcast. Another podcast that I'm jealous of their name.
2: Yes, uh, Project Reclamation. Uh, there's, uh, another, there's a couple of new ones Mindframe by uh, Dave Moten oh yeah there. I was just listening
1: to that yesterday
2: uh, great podcast um, the world famous Sofa King podcast the Piecast, Nerds on Topic as well as our homeboy Eddie from uh, the RRBG podcast we might be coming on tomorrow maybe to shoot a Patreon only episode uh, so check that out um, check out our sponsors El Ucateco, as well as Caveman Coffee go YouTube Subscribe there. Just follow us on everything, guys. If there's a platform for it, like Twits or some shit. Check
1: out the website, man. It's got links to everything you need. And there you go. So, ArtandJacobDoAmerica.com
2: Folks, you're going to want to go to ArtandJacobDoAmerica.com and get some fluoride-free toothpaste help you combat <laughs> these
1: globalists. Folks, you're going to want to go on the site there. And it does have a suggestion, topic suggestion thing. One thing I will say, though, if you have topic suggestions, because sometimes someone will be like, you guys should cover this thing. And then I'll look into it, and I'm like, damn, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't you send that to someone else. Go ahead and send that to our good friends that we're not sure yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're good peeps. Or Robots for Eyes.
2: Cause we all kind of do the same show. Huh? Yeah.
1: We'll all switch right. it up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, guys, with that said, Art, you got anything else? Tell your mom when you boo with uh, two. Shout out to... Uh, the Dodgers and the Lakers Yeah, oh, thank for you For a championship In the same year
2: Yes, uh, for Kobe, baby And for my baby Because I'm so glad He got to Like the year of his birth He got to have Both of those championships And yeah. I got to watch it With him, too So that melts that, that my heart Yeah, yeah, think, yeah,
1: so. yeah Take a lot of pictures Because then You don't know When the next time is You don't want him to be like So, like The Bears won a Super Bowl In 85 That's before I was born So I've never seen a Super Bowl Oh, that's right They so. won it the year No, they actually won it Before I was born as well Because the Super Bowl Would have been in January I yeah. was born in February So, Shit. So I've, you know, I've never seen the Bears win a Super Bowl. I seen them go to the Super Bowl. That was fun, but they lost. And on that note, everybody, have a good night. Good night.